Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Eileen Petrangaro has supported independent tech news directly for five years. Be like Eileen. Become a DTNS member right now. Patreon.com slash DTNS. This is the Daily Tech News for Thursday, April 25th, 2019 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane. From Oakland, California, I'm Justin Robert Young. And to run out the cast, I'm Roger Chang, the show's producer. I wouldn't be complete without you, Roger. Good, good producing today. Uh, first of all, a big thanks to Scott Hepburn, who sent us all Burger Noodle 5 t-shirts. Yay, Scott! Which are a pun on the Burganulo 5 Spotify band that was fake, uh, that Len Peralta <laughs> did art about. Uh, he also packed in some hot tamales for you, Sarah. I'll make, oh, sure you, make sure you get these. Which is good, because... I just ran out of my last one. <gasps> Perfect timing, Scott. Uh, it is well done. All right. Let's uh, get on with some tech things you should know. Uber drivers in seven U.S. cities are planning a 12-hour work uh, stoppage for May 8th. That's the day of Uber's stock market IPO, so not coincidental. Drivers will be trying to raise awareness for better wages, clear policies, and better employee benefits and representation of workers. Figures suggest that Uber and Lyft drivers are paid on average $8.55 per hour in the U.S., the work stoppage will happen in San Francisco, in Chicago, in Los Angeles, in San Diego, in Minneapolis, Philadelphia, and Washington, D.C. During an earnings call, Comcast CEO Brian Roberts said it is very much in everybody's interest to maintain, quote, the Hulu relationship. He added that Hulu is really valuable and we're glad we own a really large piece of it. <laughs> Apparently, they also want to find out how valuable it is. And CNBC reports that Comcast is in talks with Disney over whether it will sell its one third stake in Hulu. We're glad we can cash out from Disney with this very valuable piece of Hulu. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, during Nintendo's earnings call, CEO Shintaro Furukawa said we're always working on new hardware and we will announce it when we're able to sell it. He added that the company has no plans to announce new Switch hardware at E3 in June. Remember, Bloomberg and Wall Street Journal are among the outlets who've been saying Nintendo might launch a less expensive Switch with fewer features, possibly in June. But it sounds like 
That certainly won't happen at E3 and maybe not even in June. Amazon beat expectations for profit in the first quarter of 2019, reporting $3.6 billion of net income, an all-time quarterly record. Sales increased 17% with earnings of $7.09 per diluted share. Amazon's AWS cloud division grew revenue 41% to $7.7 billion. And Amazon Studios greenlit more than 20 new and returning local original series in Q1 as well. So don't worry about Jeff. He'll be fine. All right. Yeah, it's going to be okay. Let's talk a little more about Facebook's earnings. Yes, Tom. Facebook reported its daily active users increased 8% to 1.56 billion monthly users, also up 8% to 2.38 billion. If you include Messenger, WhatsApp, and Instagram, Facebook has 2.1 billion people using its services every day. Sales increased 26% year-over-year, beating expectations. 93% of all advertising revenues coming from its col- uh, coming from its collection of mobile apps. Facebook also reported that it will set aside $3 billion, which is 6% of its cash in anticipation of a possible FTC fine later this year. In a related note, Canadian regulators said Thursday that they will take Facebook to court over its mishandling of users' personal information. Let's let's not forget to circle back to that $3 billion that they're writing down right now, uh, because I think that's significant. But. Those user numbers, 1.56 billion monthly users up 8%, 2.38 billion, uh, I'm sorry, that's 1.56 billion daily and 2.38 billion monthly, both up 8%. Uh, I don't. I mean, I guess that's slower growth than we've seen from Facebook in the past, but it certainly doesn't indicate that there's any kind of mass movement to get rid of using Facebook. No, I, and I, we've always understood that to be a bit more of a tempest in a teapot, whether or not the leading edge, uh, loudest uh, online community uh, is representative of a future trend, I think remains to be seen. But no, uh, Facebook, uh, as it turns out today, remains popular. (laughs) Yeah, big news. Uh, Dog bites man. Facebook remains popular. Uh, All right, let's get back to that $3 billion. This is a brutally practical move on Facebook's part. Remember, the FTC is investigating whether whether Facebook violated its previous agreement by allowing third parties to use data uh, without properly informing users. It's not about whether Facebook did anything. It's whether Facebook didn't do enough to stop its third parties from using the data improperly when it said that it would not let this happen again. And it sounds like Facebook believes that the FTC is going to punish it. So they think in this guidance, between 3 and $5 billion, and they're so sure of this that they're actually setting aside $3 billion right now. They're just writing it down, taking it off the bottom line. Their revenue would have been better this quarter if they hadn't written this down, but they said, you know what? Let's get that off the books right now so it doesn't impact our stock. Well, and also in a, in a quarter that otherwise looks pretty good for right. us. Yeah, this is no, the right quarter very, to do this. Very strategic. So that when yeah. if the quarter that it, the fine does come isn't as good, this won't affect it as much. How much of this is... Facebook self-reporting to the FTC too that it's like, hey, look, we know that we're gonna get fine. We have three billion dollars. So are you really gonna make the fine more than three billion dollars? That could be yours if we just 
agree right now. Yeah, maybe like it's like Facebook trying to buy a sofa. Uh, you know, it's like, <laughs> hey, look, I know it's listed for two hundred, but I got a hundred in cash right now. Yeah, I I actually don't know how much it's that or how much it's the FTC and Facebook are in a room right now going, well, it's pretty much going to be a fine. It's just a matter of us dotting the I's and crossing the T's. We'll let you know. And Facebook's like, great, uh, we'll go start getting the money together. <laughs> Thanks, FTC. Yeah. This is it, why you have lobbyists. It's also, you know, when, you know, normal people like us say $3 billion, it's like, that's so much money. When it comes to Facebook, it's like 6% of cash is the actual number that I think makes more sense for the company. Yeah, there have been times in my life when 6% of my cash was $6 or less. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't want to talk about that anymore, Tom. <laughs> well, then tell us something else. All right. Verizon opened its orders for the Sam- Samsung Galaxy S10 5G alongside its announcement of actual 5G mobile servers in 20 additional cities beyond the previously announced Chicago and Minneapolis areas. Verizon Mobile 5G is available to users of the Motorola uh, Z3 phone with the 5G Moto Mod. Now, keep in mind, AT&T has fake 5G service that shows up on 4G (laughs) phones, but also has 5G mobile service in 12 cities that only works with a mobile hotspot at the moment. So if you're on AT&T and you see 5G on your phone, little public service announcement, be aware you're getting 4G service that AT&T is marketing as 5G evolution. So it is evolving. Yeah. Well, Yeah. yeah. Like, like they're not saying where on the evolutionary chart it mm. is, right? It Fair. could still be kind of Fair. a very proto fish, you know. But uh, but yeah, it's evolving every right. day. Uh, what Verizon is doing is actually using five G to mean five G service on actual telephones, cell phones that use five yeah. G, uh, going from one phone that required a mod to. Another phone that's a flagship phone for Samsung that doesn't require a mod. So, I mean, I'm not saying Verizon's 5G service is better, but it's very clear what it is. Uh, so I'll, I'll give them that. And adding 20 cities ain't bad either. It's got to take a couple of years for this to really permeate. And honestly, for most people, they, sh- they shouldn't bother to upgrade at this point yet. Uh, even in the places where it's going to be, it's not going to be in every neighborhood even uh, for a few months right. or even a year. Yeah. Uh, look, they're... 5G has the capability to really kind of open up a lot of possibilities in terms of speed and communication. And and I think it, it can be disruptive to some of the telcos. But look, it's not here yet. Don't worry. <laughs> you will know if, if, if uh, AT&T is going out of their way to mislabel something. So you might get fractionally excited now because you see something on your phone. Imagine how much money and effort they are going to put into the fact that uh, uh, that will eventually be a thing that you can take advantage of. So that this news will find you. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. And we'll try to keep you up to date when real 5G comes to AT&T so that AT&T subscribers won't have to look to see if there's a small E or not. Uh, meanwhile, Microsoft has become a $1 trillion company again today on the stock market. Uh, my, here's why. Microsoft Q1 revenue rose 14% over last year. Operating income was up 25%. Earnings per share up 20% to $1.14 per share. But with Microsoft, the interesting parts are always in the segments, and they have three major segments these days. Productivity and business processes is the one that has all of your Office 365 stuff, your Skype stuff, LinkedIn, etc. 
That division raised revenue 14% pretty evenly across its products, though LinkedIn stood out a little with a 27% rise. Commercial Office 365 subscriber numbers were up 27%, and consumer subscribers for Office 365 were up 12%. Office 365 revenue as a whole was up 30%, while non-cloud office licenses fell 19%. So all that means is the money is shifting into the cloud version of Office versus the one you buy in a box off the shelf. On to Intelligent Cloud, that's Azure uh, and all of the Azure services, the cloud services, up 22% in revenue with Azure itself up 73%. And the enterprise mobility installed base grew 53% to more than 100 million seats. That's Microsoft managing uh, you know, a company's mobile services, including non-Microsoft phones, since that's all phones now. Uh, but the one you most care about out there is probably personal computing. That's Windows, Xbox, Search, Advertising, etc. As a whole, this division's revenue was up 8%. The Surface Devices revenue grew 21%. Gaming revenue was only up 5%, but that's because we're in the lull on hardware for the Xbox. Uh, Software and services rose 12%. That's a healthy number. The number of Xbox Live users rose 7%. Search revenue on Bing rose 12%, but the big star was Windows. Yeah. Windows OEM Pro revenue grew 15% on higher-than-expected demand from commercial systems. OEM Non-Pro was only down 1%. They expected it to be farther. This is, you know, because people are getting Windows 10 free now with their upgrades all the time. And Windows subscription and service revenue jumped 18%. Now, you may ask yourself, wait a minute. Why? is I thought Windows was the fading-out part of the brilliance of Satya Mania. Well, it's probably driven... <laughs> By the coming end of life of Windows 7, which means enterprises are coming in and renegotiating their Windows licenses, and that, that causes money to come in, and it's being drawn out. It's not all happening at once because companies are putting off the upgrades due to some Intel chip shortages. Uh, so we'll, we'll see that Windows revenue kind of spread out a little bit over a few quarters. Microsoft, so hot right now. In so many ways, right? <laughs> Let me count the ways. In, in, right. In, in all of them, turns out. Uh, yeah. I, it's not It's not surprising because Microsoft has been on a, a bit of a trajectory um, for the last few quarters. But um, yeah, this is healthy numbers. Yeah. I mean, look, this was the, uh, you know, everything that we were kind of applauding uh, Satya Nadella for when he first came in is refocusing the company on the things that were making money. Uh, uh, they have done fantastic with uh, Azure. The Surface, can, uh, in terms of hardware, they have continued to put out uh, a product that people seem to really like as opposed to venturing out into some of the, uh, you know, the, the phone, the smartphone world that did not pay off for them in the same kind of way. And they've continued to make Xbox work, which is something that initially, you know, we heard rumors wanted to get spun out. So uh, everything's coming up. Roses and Redmond. I want to put a, a statement out, not as an assertion, but as something to kind of test as we go along looking at tech news every day. Sure. And that is that Microsoft, Apple, and Amazon are the three companies hitting a trillion market cap. Now, granted, this is stock market cap. That is a weird revenue. That is a weird measuring stick. But it's not Alphabet and it's not Google. And those are the two advertising-based companies, whereas Apple has services and hardware. Microsoft has cloud and, and gaming and all of this stuff. And Amazon is, is retail and transportation and logistics as well as cloud. 
Yeah. So is there anything to that? I'm not saying there is or is not. I'm just saying I want to keep an eye on that. Are we going to be talking about Ma in the future? Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, not Fang at some point. I, yeah, I, I actually think that that's, that's a pretty astute observation. Advertising's fickle. Uh, and A, Apple is putting out signature hardware that they have tremendous margins on. Uh, and the other two companies are selling the concrete of the internet. <laughs> you know, the, any kind of cloud services will always be around as long as we still have an internet, unless there's a radical shift in how we deliver what we understand as the internet. And Alphabet's trying its best to diversify not only in non-Google companies, but also with cloud services inside Google. So I'm not saying they'll be out forever. They may be the third A in the ma. <laughs> <laughs> ma! Ma! Ah. Like a like a sheep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in the U.S. versus Carpenter on June twenty second, twenty eighteen, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that people have a constitutional right to privacy in their physical movements, and law enforcement must get a warrant before obtaining that data. But exceptions have been sought, and the Carpenter decision is being tested in the lower courts Tuesday. The Massachusetts Supreme Judicial Court ruled in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts versus Almanor that warrantless police access to real-time cell phone location data, whether from a phone company or collected in a device like a Stingray, uh, intrudes on a person's reasonable expectation of privacy. The justices said that cell phones serve as a proxy for an individual's location and that society's expectation is that, quote, law enforcement could not secretly and instantly identify a person's real time physical location at will. End quote. The ruling, however, was based on an Article 14 of the Massachusetts Declaration of Rights, which the court notes, quote, may afford more substantial protection to individuals end quote than the U.S. Constitution. A similar case, the state of Maine versus O'Donnell, is still at trial. So this is interesting because it's not will it rise to the Supreme Court. It's how is the Supreme Court decision being interpreted in practice? And what it looks like law enforcement is trying to do is say, well, wait a minute. You said we can't just get records without a warrant, but we're asking for recent records, right? We don't want to track this person's entire history. I don't think the Supreme Court meant less than six hours, right? And the state of Massachusetts said, no. Uh, in fact, we don't even need the Supreme Court. We can look at Article 14 of the Massachusetts Declaration of Rights and tell you, even if it's less than six hours, you still need a warrant. Uh, and it'll be interesting with Maine, where they don't have the same articles in the state constitution, if they'll rely on more on the Supreme Court or whether they'll have their own justification but uh it does seem to be the like the wind is blowing towards more protection for your location records uh or you know at least requiring a warrant uh versus warrantless surveillance the information reports that amazon is testing something called utility patent neutral evaluation to fight patent infringement Here's the deal. The seller claiming infringement makes a $4,000 deposit to make a claim in the program. If the accused party doesn't respond, the product is removed by Amazon and the deposit is returned. If the accused party puts down a $4,000 deposit, a third party attorney makes a decision in the case and then collects the deposit from the losing party. Amazon will take any fees from the deposits or payments unsurprisingly. So if I have this right, 
what yeah, they're saying is a tough one here. you can go through the normal procedure and say, hey, Amazon, they're infringing. And an Amazon employee will look at it and decide whether they think it's infringing or not and take the appropriate action. And you don't have to pay for that. They're not taking right. that away. But they're saying, if you don't trust that, we'll let you put down a $4,000 deposit, put your money where your mouth is. And this is probably for larger enterprises than just individual home sellers to say, okay, We'll get somebody outside of Amazon. We'll get a third party to come in, legal expert, and look at this. And that'll be a little more binding. It'll be a little more neutral. Uh, and and you can have someone decide whether this is a problem or not. Uh, and, and you basically have to have both parties willing to say, I'll put $4,000 down. Yeah, let's. it's like a, a kind of arbitration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anybody who has sold on Amazon, uh, you know, will will quickly understand that it is a wild, wild, wild place like there is. Uh, it's very it is common for people who are moving at a certain amount of uh, uh, units, which you can tell because Amazon, even to random users, shows how popular certain products are in their categories uh, that they will have knockoffs come out with the same name, undercut their price and you know, for whatever it costs you that day in sales, you understand reasonably that you have lost X amount of money. So for companies, they that that are moving at a larger kind of, uh, uh, you know, just cash flow every day, this is a great way to say, hey, look, $4,000 is probably what we were going to lose on this anyway. So now let's do this, get the expedited version of all right, Amazon goes to the people that are are using the the patent wrongly and says, "All right, do you have four thousand dollars to challenge this?" They say no because they were there for the cheap buck, and you bounce. You know, right. uh, this this I think is just a way for people to swing a ban hammer for uh, players in the Amazon marketplace to swing a ban hammer more effectively. And four thousand dollars puts it at a range where it would be harder for it to be abused. Not impossible. But harder. Now, the question is, will it be abused? Because it can be really, really, really annoying if, yeah. if that's the case. And a couple of things to note. Uh, first of all, Amazon doesn't get any of this money. The money goes to the third party lawyer. Amazon's not trying to turn this into a monetization thing. They say, we're not keeping any of this money. This is just between y'all. Uh, we're providing an arbitration case. For people who say, you know, I'm not satisfied that Amazon knows enough about this or is impartial enough, or even like, I trust you guys, Amazon, but you, you're you just, you can't be impartial. You're Amazon. You're the platform. I really want someone impartial on this. I want somebody who's an expert, uh, which is totally normal in arbitration. That's why arbitration exists. Uh, it's not because people are, are lax or negligent. Arbitration exists because someone's like, I just don't know that you can be fair because of your position. That's no insult. Let's get somebody from the outside. And Amazon's saying, great. Uh, if you're willing to put $4,000 down on that, awesome. Also, you can't just put $4,000 and get someone busted. The other party has to respond. If they don't respond, it just kicks back to Amazon. And it's not like you can, you can pay $4,000 to bring somebody down. So I'm not saying there aren't other ways to game it, but there might be. Uh, but that's not one of them. All right. Walmart opened a concept store called Intelligent Retail Lab, or IRL, for customers in Levittown, New York. Store contains 30,000 items spread out across 50,000 square feet, staffed by 100 employees, and it's not cashierless. Cameras monitor inventory levels to restock shelves and pull expired items, so restockers will know exactly what to bring out with them without needing to walk the floor and check. 
saves a bunch of time. The AI is also going to be used to make sure shopping carts are available, that registers are properly staffed because the humans are still going to be checking you out, and the data center that's making all this happen will be in the store and visible to the customers. Not That's just for fun, but kind of nifty that you'll be walking by and you can see in and see the servers and everything, and they'll have the fancy blue lights like data centers have sometimes. So, yeah. I don't know. What I do mean, you guys I don't know. I worked at a grocery <laughs> store last when I was in high school, so it's been a while. But I, I love the sort of like Walmart saying, like, we're not going cashier list. We really depend on our cashiers. And that's a big part of our, our business, which is true. But then it's like the AI will make sure shopping carts are available. Like, that's kind of what the staff does like no, the, I, the, I'd, I'd love to know how this yeah, kind of breaks I, down I actually i'll argue with you on that one uh because the staff have to go and see like oh wait are the is the are the shopping carts empty crap i need to get out to the parking lot if this works which it could i'm not saying it does but it could it will alert someone like hey the shopping carts are close to running out it's this is the optimal time to go collect them from the parking lot so that they don't run out because every you know every walmart every every store out there runs out of the carts before the person gets out there and starts collecting them. It happens all the time. Yeah. um, This is more of a press release than it is a, a groundbreaking shift for, for Walmart, but it's, it's interesting. I I think that it's, it's definitely Walmart trying to say, uh, Hey, look, uh, what, uh, what, what will Walmart's look like in 20 years? Uh, And that, and that is a big question because considering how dominant Amazon is, the, the Amazon's looking to make Walmarts obsolete in 20 years, you know? Well, and, and Walmart has, has proven itself somewhat, you know, well, I mean, not somewhat, but definitely still in the game, trying to compete with Amazon on levels that I would have never anticipated beforehand. So yeah, a lot of this is sort of like Amazon go. All right. Here is Walmart's solution yeah. to this. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. I I 100% agree with that, especially the data center in the store. That's that's totally gimmicky. But I think this AI is real and I think it's useful at optimizing your employees. It could save cost if you reduce the employees. And Walmart says they're not going to do that. They were going to use the employees to help you on the floor more and make people more available to answer questions, uh, which you know some people may not care about, but I think a lot of people do. So I think there's a little bit of sub- substance to this uh, behind the oh, obvious. Oh, yeah. No, no. I, I think that, again, this is about what Walmarts will look like. Like they are testing out things that will make Walmart uh, a more pleasant shopping experience as opposed to the ubiquitous we beat everybody on price experience yeah which which they they absolutely need to do man i wonder what that plucky upstart underdog walmart will, uh, will do <laughs> <laughs> all right folks if you want to get all the tech headlines each day we've got an option for you it only take five minutes or less subscribe to daily tech headlines at dailytechheadlines.com And also thanks to everybody who participates in our subreddit. You can submit stories and vote on them at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com. We're also on Facebook. If you hang out there, join our group, facebook.com slash groups slash dailytechnewsshow. Let's check out the mailbag. Let's do it. This one comes from Phil. Phil says, last week you talked about how several of the online grocery shopping giants, such as Amazon and Walmart and ShopRite, were implementing Snap as a payment option for purchases. 
I teach coupon and money-saving skills to people in mental health care settings, and we're all in agreement that this is a great way to alleviate the stress and anxiety that grocery stores can bring. We're already using store online shopping sites to do price checks while compiling our shopping lists, and as stores still uh, allow you to use coupons, I view this as a massive win. The small shopping fee is easily worth it to avoid a public panic attack. And what's a few bucks when you're already saving 70% or more on your groceries? Oh, that's a, that's a great perspective. Thank you for uh, sharing that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Appreciate that. Uh, also want to point out that uh, we had the gigabyte, gigabyte, uh, gigabit uh conversation on the show on Tuesday with Patrick Beja. Uh, I was texting with Allison Sheridan about it yesterday, and I managed to convince her that she was the right person for the job to kind of <laughs> deep dive and explain all this. And she said she would undertake this for all of our benefit. And she did a lot of work. She spent most of yesterday evening digging into this. She had to go to the NIST site, uh, but it's all available for you now in a very enjoyable and may I say sometimes hilarious write-up of eight bits to a bite at podfeet.com on her blog. Uh, so if you're interested still in like, wait, what, how is a gigabyte and a gigabit and a gibbybyte different? Uh, and how to pronounce them correctly, it's all there at podfeet.com. We'll have the link in the show notes as well. I'm really glad that she made something so easy that fathers and grandfathers can understand it. <laughs> she will appreciate that. Allison Sheridan, you are an American hero. Also, <laughs> thanks to Justin Robert Young for being with us this fine Thursday. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model in the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Stripe tap to pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, Visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hey, Justin, what's going on? Well, Sarah, I'm so glad you asked. Uh, <laughs> number one, I'm really excited to see everybody at TMS Vegas over the weekend. If there is, uh, if you're listening to this and 
don't, don't be shy. Come on up, say hello. I always love to to hang out with the DTNS faithful. Uh, but if you want some political news in your life, then then uh, hit me up at freepoliticalnewsletter.com. Five days a week, five stories a day, mostly gifts, sometimes hot takes. I dare say that it is also now one of the best uh, communities for, for politics because people write back and have their own opinions all the time. People are making their own gifts now. It's becoming self-aware. There's never been a better time to get a free political newsletter than right now at freepoliticalnewsletter.com. Dot com. It may sound like a press release, but there's substance behind it, people. All right. Hey, uh, <laughs> if you I, I know some of you just want the daily tech news in 30 minutes and be done with it. And that's awesome. That's why we're here. That's why we do the show. But some of you probably would enjoy a little more, uh, a little more behind the scenes aspect, a little bit of what other things we're interested in, maybe some extended conversations about what we talk about in the show. And there is a companion show that includes Daily Tech News Show inside it called Good Day Internet. It is available only to patrons at patreon.com slash DTNS. You get an RSS feed from Patreon when you become a patron. It's right there on the desktop version of the website. You copy it, you put it into your podcast player, and then you can listen to Good Day Internet. It is around an hour, a little bit more, of us getting ready for the show, talking after the show, doing etymology, talking about food. Uh, And if that sounds like something you'd like to check out, it's available to any patron at patreon.com slash DTNS. Our email address is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. You hear something you like or you don't like, well, let us know. We're also live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2030 UTC. And you can find out more and tell a friend at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. I'll be traveling tomorrow, but Allison Sheridan and Len Peralta will be here with Sarah and Roger. Talk to you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.